Uh, hey babe, you know how I upped the security systems a few weeks ago? Yeah. Well, we're picking up some strange activity out here on the cameras. Uh, big black cars just pulled up. Two guys wearing black suits just got out. Oh shit, it's the feds. Quick, grab this stack of papers and throw them in the fireplace. I'll grab the shredder. Um, hi, yes, can I help you? We're the men in black. We have a situation and we need your help. Oh! You have picked out our surprise shots today. I have, I have. So, so you guys can't get mad at me anymore, or at least on this day, for what I pick. No. No, I think that this is going to be a good one, though. I thought that about the pineapple jalapeno, and we were all, like, gagging after well, that. It was just, like, a weird combination. It was. But I love... So, I picked... For my reasoning, for the record, was I love jalapeno margaritas. Mm-hmm. Like, a little spicy sweet. Well, mm. at Taco Boy, they have a pineapple... A spicy pineapple margarita. Ooh, that sounds right up my alley. Mm-hmm. We should go. Let's go. Yeah, I've not been... I've I've been to Taco Boy once, and I think it was the weekend that I moved down here. That's it? Yeah. See, the only thing, the only hang up I have about Taco Boy is the fact that you have to pay for chips and salsa. Like, you don't Agreed, just get that. Agreed, that does bother me. However, um, Poppies, you also have to pay for the chips and yeah. salsa. But, like, damn, their food is worth it. We haven't yeah. been there in forever. Um, I do have some welcomes to to uh, mention. I'll read a couple cool things from from our Patreon subscribers. So first, a, a shout out to Small Taco Sharon. Hey, Sharon. And Taco Supremo, Laura. Hey, Laura. Where are they, where are they from? Does it say? Ooh, I can let me, let me try to find this out. Hang I always on. like to know that. Um, uno momento. I would also like to know that. Oh, would you know? Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining. Uh, Let's see. Laura is from Tallahassee. Okay. And Sharon, uh, I cannot tell. I do not have something to physically mail out. Um, but we've got we've gotten quite a few um, recently. Chanel, Tyler, Becca, Marjul, Sharon, and Laura. So thank y'all for for joining. Um, remember to send us your specific surprise shot requests. Well, we're happy to go around. And shout you out again if there's something specific you would like us to drink. Uh-huh. There are a few things that I have reserved. I believe it's, um, uh, let's see, who's there? I know Lauren had sent me a request that contains a re- something specific to Everclear, and so did Brittany. Um, so don't worry. We're going to do it now that I do have a bottle of Everclear. Um, maybe we'll do- save that for a second episode that we do today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to who's from Tallahassee? Uh, Laura. Laura. So, the second episode is going to be going down there. Oh, good. All Very right. Cool. Well, uh, let me, I'm going to just read a couple of snippets from uh, some of our messages. John Martin says, effing love y'all. John is totally my favorite. Dark humor is the best. Uh-huh. And uh, I believe he was uh, particularly cracking up at episode 298 title, a father's touch. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, when we talk about the guillotine, uh, D comments how, Jen, you sound just like Terry Gar in Young Frankenstein when you were doing that accent. And which, you did. Which one? The French one. Oh. You were like, is this? You remember the guillotine? You were doing the French accent. Oh, je m'appelle Jen. Comment ça va? 
We we were watching a Mel Brooks movie today. Yes, Which one? We were. Robin, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh yeah, that's it's a good on Hulu. One. Um, you know what? It's a great Mel Brooks. We could watch later after Blazing Saddles. Yes, that's my favorite. Yes. I love Blazing Saddles. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. So John commented on another episode. John is my favorite. Keep the blood coming. Uh, and I'm going to read to you a really nice note from Andrea, who joined um, uh, us a couple weeks back. She actually is a um, uh, she works for child welfare uh, and she ha- works with teens. She's got a, a crazy caseload. And she says, you guys ha- really have great background to speak on it. And um, she really appreciates it. Thanks again. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, some days are really hard being a caseworker, spending eight or nine hours a day talking about child abuse. Mm. Believe it or not, listening to talk murder to me is how I unwind. I know I'm a weirdo, but thanks again. Well, thank you, Andrea, for what you do. I know that, you know, what I do, we work closely with DSS and or CPS or whatever, ah. whatever alphabet letters you want to use for the abbreviations. all pretty much the same. So um, those are some, yeah, some yeah. fun comments and welcome to our newest Supremos. Yes. I, I do have a question for John Martin, though. I have a friend who's married to a John Martin. So John Martin, are you married? And if so, <laughs> if you're not, no, 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 are if you? you're not, no. are you single? No, 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 no. <laughs> John Collins Appreciation Day is coming up. It's, it's on Monday and also my half birthday is tomorrow. Let's not forget that. Uh, but, you know, I almost forgot about John Collins Appreciation Day because I'm like, whatever. I don't even really care anymore. But uh, John Martin, if you are married, is your wife, uh, was your wife in a sorority? And if so, was it my sorority? So you can ask her. Please ask your if wife. If you are married. <laughs> if you have a wife. <laughs> if you have a wife. Uh, are, are we ready for our surprise shot? Yeah, let's give away some money. We're up All right, to... let's, are we doing the money first and then the shot? Let's do that. Money my first. My goal for today is to not get as wasted as last time. Oh, God. We cannot ever do that again. That was bad. All right, so we got 37. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, 37 entries, 37 users, so everyone's gotten it right. I did change it where it's easier to do. Good job, Yay. guys. Proud of y'all. We got some great comments. A lot of the one, a lot of ones on the Bifeboard Dolphin. I'm, I'm glad you guys liked that one. That was a really interesting case. Yeah, I also did a Johnny Lama video on that. So I don't know if you guys know, but every episode I'm also going to translate into a uh, YouTube video where I just tell a story, you know, try to get uh, some confidence build up. I don't really like being on video, but, you know, but yeah, so. You could wear a llama mask. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got some great comments even on that one. I think there was like 50 or so. That's awesome. There was 54 comments on that one. Wow. Yeah. And then the uh, other one, the um, you guys didn't expect the smash that one. Bros. A- everyone wants me to put out a part two on that one, apparently. I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm telling you, but I will tell you that there's also a connected case called the Mecklenburg Six, and it has two of the brothers involved oh. in it. Linwood and James was involved in it. They were both sent to death row, wow. and they make an escape from an inescapable prison with four other guys. That's why they're called the Mecklenburg Six. But huh. they escaped death row, and it was a whole Whoa. thing. Yeah, I mean, because they did it, they did it very MacGyver style. But I went into that a little, a lot. Well, actually, quite a bit in my research, but I didn't put out the episode or anything. I don't know. You guys probably don't care about a daring escape, but you know. Anyway. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? He's he's trying to he's baiting us. Yeah. 
All right, let's give away this money. 37 entries, and I'm just going to play it right here so you guys can see. Drum roll. Make this thing. Wait, hold on. I got to make this thing bigger. Yeah, tell me when you're ready for a drum roll. I always do that. All right, needs winners. Needs winners now. Here we go. Three, two, one. All right, I just got to press this button. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> choose winners now. <laughs> Okay, click. The winner is Emily. 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 All right, Emily. another first time winner. And so it sounds like we're getting more comments. Wait, is that Emily from the Uke? No, that's not from the Uke, I don't think. Maybe, I don't know. But that's not a Uke email address. It's a Gmail email address. Mm. But Emily, 50 bucks, man. $50. I'm going to send you an Amazon gift card. That's Wait. that's freaking great odds, man. 50 bucks. That's awesome. Wait, can, can people in the UK get Gmail? Can't they? Yeah. Like Google is a universal thing. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be able to get Gmail? You said it wasn't a UK email. Well, her email was like .co.uk. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Her first one. Or if that is the same person. Anyway, congratulations, Emily. Well, let's do our surprise shot for Laura, our newest Supremo. Ooh. All right. I'm a little rusty. Took a... Rusty Wallace. I used to be in the Rusty Wallace fan club. You were in a lot of fan clubs. Yeah. Wait, who's Rusty, who's Rusty Wallace? <laughs> Alan Jackson's cousin? No. <laughs> Wait, is it? Are you... Is that no. A joke? My, brother sent, my brother signed me back up for the Alan Jackson fan club like three years ago because I got a card from him or <laughs> from the fan from, club. From Alan Jackson. <laughs> <The> official. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> All right. Surprise shots. Oh, surprise shit. shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Oh. They had different flavors of that too. I, I just wanted to get a plain one. Who's this for? Laura. 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 Cheers to Laura. Cheers. I'm trying to think of what flavor that was. <clears throat> this is Sugarland Shine, Mark and Digger's Hazelnut oh. Rum. Oh. That was pretty good. Yeah. All right, so tonight we're going here. Where do you think this is? Take a take a gander. Look how green that grass is. Ireland. No, I would say Colorado because of the mount, the rocky formations. Uh, the way you said it, you're like it's Colorado because those must be the Rockies. I mean, I'm gonna eat my words <laughs> if it is fucking Colorado though. So. <laughs> Do you think any place in America looks that green and lush? Yeah. And that's not a that's not a modern photo right there. No, no. it's not. That's why I said that. Well, I mean, Ashley, first time on the chat. Hey, Ashley, Ashley, welcome. Um, okay, well, I mean, you might be right, Nikwees. I just have never seen the Isles of Ireland with telephone wires through the picture. So that's my only thing. So the telephone wires are going to be pretty important. Ooh. I'm going to bring up Googs. Googs. <laughs> you have to worry about when you speak the language on the episode. <laughs> I'm bringing up Googs. I almost was like the Guggenheim. Welcome to the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. If you're new here tonight, I put all my sources, photos, and videos on talkmurder.com. You can go there. This is episode 304, so you can type in talkmurder.com slash 304, and you can see all these photos. If you comment on the blog this week when we put it out, you can be entered into the raffle automatically to win $50. 
congratulations to Emily. Mm-hmm. Congratu- congratulations Congrats. to Emily for winning last week. So anyway, tonight we are on live chat. Our bunch of our Supremas are on. I know. A lot of first timers. Yeah, I think that's great. I'm so excited. I know. I like Saturdays. Yeah, it's almost like doing a live show, but not. This is as good as we can get and love in the time of COVID. Right. But I heard that COVID, they're gonna they're doing away with it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not buying it anymore. Fuck. <laughs> Well, it's over. Like, it's just been decreed. We got a lot of Supremos on live chat. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're on Google Earth right now. We are going to the Luscious. And tell me where this is. Luscious. The Luscious. Uh, I have a question. The Luscious and Crime Ridden. What? What's your question? This is a two-part question. I'm sorry. Have you ever (laughs) noticed... Let's make it a one-part question if no, you don't mind. No, I do mind. So when we start with Google Earth, we always see North America. Yes. All right. So, but is that because we're in North America? Like, yes. if, if we are, if we I, see if we the were, world from our. Yes, viewpoint. I know that. But like, but like, if we're in Africa, would we see Africa on the front of the green Probably. Of, the, of the world? I believe so. So uh, the, uh, <laughs> I don't think it matters. No, I think it's number one. It's actually a really interesting question. No, I mean, think about like east versus west. Like that is all based on whoever just determined what east and west is. You know what I mean? No, it's based on what the two dudes at Google want it to be, and that's probably America. I don't know. Every time I log in, it's right there. Exactly, but but when we think of a globe, that's what we see first too. Well, this isn't even the real model. The real model is flat. But anyway, this is where we're going to tonight. We're going to Brazil. Is this, is this um uh, where where ex Nazis win? Is this is this the episode we're doing today? Nazis uh, in South America. That's parents, not what we're doing. My no. parents went to Brazil for their honeymoon, and my mom's stuff got stolen. That's I would love to go to South America. All yes. Right, so here's where we're Costa going. Costa Rica. Mm, Central America. Here's where we're going. But I this would love is, to go to Costa Rica. This is in Rio de Janeiro, and this is on a mountain. We're in Brazil, and we're actually going to the mountaintops. You can actually see the same. Are we going? Is this like the Amazon? The Amazon is in Brazil, so don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we. I need to. I. I need to make some Portuguese food. I love Portuguese food. That soup food. that you make is so good. All right, so you had some? Yeah, you made it once before. The kale soup? Yeah. Dang it! Now you got me. I know lost. I've made it, but Shit. I don't remember giving you any lemon. It's like lemon, right? No. What the fuck? Y'all got me all lost and shit. All right, we're going to Rio de Janeiro. This is in the mountains of Brazil, and that photo I just showed you. Now I'm all lost. This is actually a very dangerous place to be. There's a lot of drug smugglers that go through here. There's a lot of Nazis apparently <laughs> that ended up here. True, and in we're actually—that is fact. We're actually going to 1966, so that's about the time when the Nazis were a little, you know, about they've been living there 15 years or so. Anyway, oh, yeah. Not that they were the problem, but you do have a lot of wild animals and stuff, and you know the like the chupacabra. No, that's in Mexico. I, it, but I will say, the Komodo you can kind of tell that it's the pictures from the 60s, just from the way that the film was developed. Yeah. So I was going to say 80s. That's what I was trying to tell you, how how it looks. You know, it looks so lush, even being from that old, you know. The actual place we're going to is the Moro do Ventim, 
Morro do Vintém. I don't know if I said that right, but it's in Rio de Janeiro, August 20th, 1966. This is uh, from one of the reports that I gathered from this case. This is just about the land. A lawyer named Rosenvaldo da Silva Rabiero and a psychologist, clinical psychologist named Elaine Villia, they were really interested into visiting this specific mountain. And it was impossible to find, but a quote from the lawyer, he says, quote, It was an epic. I sent dozens of emails to various tourist companies in the city and, knew, and none knew its exact location, as the place belongs to the Moro de Sao something complex, which is very large. Elaine wrote the following, quote, The place is scary, with some isolated stretches and other with very poor homes. I don't advise anyone to go there alone. It's a labyrinth of uneven paths, winding climbs, junctions, and high-voltage towers. Which is crazy because, I mean, you see the towers there. You can actually see all the towers on Google Earth. There's a lot of them. Mm. A lot of electricity goes through here. All right. So tonight, like I said, we're going to Moro de Ventem, which is this hill right here. Rio de Janeiro, August 20th, 1966. I bet you it doesn't look like that today. They had the Olympics in Rio and I heard it was trash. Mm. I don't know. Well, this hill is kind of off the beaten path, you know. Well, I just meant Rio in general. Mm. It was August 20th. Small boy, he had a 22 rifle and he was going and shooting birds. August 20th, this boy is out hunting and he smells this terrible smell. I wonder what it is. Uh, we've done this so many times. Ooh, that smell. It smelled like human decay. Bodies. Ugh. Bodies, bodies, bodies. The bodies at the floor. These are the bodies. Oh, no. Oh, there's one for you guys. I don't like that. If you want to describe this, Nequise. There is a body. Two bodies. Oh. One looks like he's been like, oh, wait, is that a, f like, he looks like his limbs were not all there. No, everything was there. Everything was intact. Oh. But, all right, since, so I'll describe him. Where's his left arm? <laughs> Where, where's his all left arm? All of his arms are there. This is just a very old photo. <laughs> all of, like, there's more than two? Or? These are two men. They're friends. They're both wearing their Sunday's best. Yeah, it looks like that. And very nice clothes they're not really decomposed which is going to be very important this is three days after they were killed or where they died here they were also wearing raincoats if you look at that bottom photo yeah. you can kind of see the the wrinkle of the raincoat mm -hmm. they were both wearing identical raincoats interesting did they work together i'll get to that yeah so he finds these two bodies and he calls the police the police, once they do their investigation, they find no damage by any animals. They asked the boy, you know, is this the first time you've seen him? He said, no. Three days ago, on the 17th, I was up here shooting birds or whatever, and I saw these two men sitting on this hill, the same place that they were now, exact same spot. And he says... He came back later that day after he's finished doing his thing and he saw him laying on the ground. He just thought they were sleeping. But it was a little weird to see men up here because this being in these wooded areas, a lot of animals and stuff like that. Plus, there's like a lot of smugglers, drug smugglers. The Brazil, you're right there at the right there at the coast. So, you know, mm -hmm. wherever they're coming from, they can uh, 
smuggle them that way or whatever. So it was weird for him to see anybody there. He never sees anyone there. So he definitely took notice. But then three days later, when he goes back up, he smells the smell, goes to the same spot. And lo and behold, there they are. Hmm. But they're not really decomposed, as you see in the photo. Which is weird because three days is quite a long time. And plus, yeah. there's a lot of animals out here. They yeah. should have been picked apart. We've done plenty of cases where these mm-hmm. animals pick these pick these people apart real quick. Yeah. So, keep that in mind. Especially if there are birds, like vultures. and. That's correct. <laughs> if you want to read this. Well, he's hunting birds. I don't know. This, uh, this is from... The, uh, the Town Talk, 25 August, 1966. At about 5 p.m., a boy saw them sitting at a point high up on the hill and puzzled by what he had seen, returned to the spot the next day. He saw the men lying on the ground and thinking they were asleep, he left the place. That was the Thursday. Yeah, so he goes up there Thursday. He sees them sitting there. He sees them laying there later that night. Then he goes back up on a Sunday. And the reason I'm harping on that is because like, we've done so many of these cases, especially out there in the mountains, especially out there in the North Carolina mountains. You got all them shiners out there. You know, a lot of them coyotes out there. Yeah, but this is in Brazil. This is another photo of them taking the bodies. Hmm. There's not many photos on this case, so... But that's what you got. Okay. Look how skinny those officers are. Must be nice. The 17th, this boy... I gotta keep looking at the camera for you guys. You know, I'm all mature now doing my own thing. It's your solo (laughs) album. He's like Justin Timberlake and we are in sync. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah you've got your little like solo thing going so who and... would i be would i be well because jc chazay did his own You're thing lance too. Bass. He did. yeah right yeah. isn't that one of them yeah yeah but oh. would i be lance Bass, I joey love Fat- that you know it <laughs> that is lance bass joey fatone or chris kirkpatrick ask the people people who do i give off energy of britney spears oh my god who said that <laughs> <laughs> Britney Spears nowadays. What the fuck? <laughs> She's no. come a long way. It, she was released from her what do they call it? Conservatorship. So good for her. Britney Spears during the time when that she shaved her head. <laughs> that leave Britney alone video came out. Chris, <laughs> Chris Cocker. Okay. Leave Britney alone. Okay. So the condition. Let's talk about the autopsy. The condition and autopsy of the bodies because there was a full autopsy done. Hmm. Okay. On both of them. Yeah, on both of them. There's two of them. No sign of violence. There was a. It was a clearing in this area, which was kind of odd. Okay, there was a clearing, and this was a thousand feet up on the hillside. No wounds, no physical trauma, no poisons. And the reason they're thinking this is because, like a lot of you '60s folks doing the LSD and stuff, mescaline, all that stuff was extremely popular. <laughs> Yeah, the salad. Because <laughs> <laughs> was like, what the salad? <laughs> I love mescaline. It's delicious. I was, I was thinking, isn't that the type of wine? Mescaline is a is a drug Ooh. that the Nazis were using. I'm pretty sure, but it's kind of like a psychedelic drug. LSD, mescaline, that was big back in the day. So a lot of people go up to Brazil, and they were Brazilian. So they're not like Americans or anything. I'm going to show you the picture. So it's not like a bunch of Americans going up there and tripping. But it was, you know, people did go up into the mountains and do this stuff. But they checked everything, every every possible chemical, everything. 
Nothing. No drugs whatsoever. So do they have a cause of death? I don't know. Let me get to the story. Good Lord. No poisons at all. There was blood found on a patch from a ground nearby, though. A large patch of blood. But when they tested it, it didn't belong to either of these dead men. Hmm. All right. So what are you guys thinking so far? I think it's kind of suspicious. I'm kind of suspicious of the boy. <laughs> the, boy the boy killed these... The one that found them? The Maybe. boy killed two grown men? You don't... You never know. <laughs> With what? He didn't shoot him or anything. He could be, he could be the, the, the world's youngest vampire serial killer. You All never right. know. Okay, so... Moscato is the wine, Jen. No, no, I know... Muscadine. Muscadine. That's, That's what, what you're thinking. Is. Yes, thank you. Um, and also, Mary says she thinks of Jen as Winston from The New Girl. Thanks. I need to catch up on New Girl. I'm not really that familiar with it. Find someone else I'm more familiar with. The, the bodies... <laughs> Thank you. Try again. <laughs> All right. Let me describe the bodies. I do want to I do want to learn how to play their drinking game, though. The Royal American. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me describe the bodies for you guys. Close together. They're both wearing suits. Nice suits from... The nicest they've had, right? But are they matching? You said the raincoats were matching. The raincoats are matching. But then again, is they bought them in Brazil at this little shop, which I'm about to tell you. So they bought them there. It was a torrential downpour when they went up this hill. They went 1,100 feet up the hill on the 17th, which is a Thursday. And that's when they bought the raincoats in this but little shop. Why would they be walking up a hill in Brazil? <laughs> Dr. Schuster is here. Uh, when it's torrential downpour in their Sunday best, like that doesn't make sense to me. Were they being forced up the hill? Interesting question. I don't know. Did they not know they would be killed? Duh. <laughs> killed. <laughs> okay. We got to keep it real. Here's the man right here. If Miguel? you want to describe these guys. Miguel Jose Viana and Manuel Pereira de Cruz. Um, they're both very skinny. Uh, well, this is also not America, too. So are you thinking it's like a malnourishment thing? No. <laughs> no, uh, but, but a lot of, most other countries don't, you know, eat as much as Americans. Just Clearly. I, I mean, you saw the police. They're skinny as hell. Not that, oh, I forgot to tell you guys a story. I was disrespected by a cop <sighs> the other night. Oh, boy. It was, it was, it was, I mean, I mean, I guess in, in not retrospect, it wasn't like <sighs> bad, but it was bad. I had never, never in my life. Anyway, <clears throat> Manuel, ha, ha, Manuel, Manuel has a pencil thin mustache like the Jimmy Buffett song. Yep, yep. I wish I had a pencil thin mustache. Very short hair. Uh, they look like they're up to no good. Well, I can't say that. I mean, <laughs> could that. they could they be mugshot photos? It Perhaps. looks like mugshot they photos. They do look like mugshot photos, but it could also be like a but I'm, I'm, ID photo. I, they are ID mm -hmm. photos because they're wearing the same tuxedo there or whatever. They're wearing the same suit, suit. there. Yeah. And they're both television technicians. Oh. So close together. The body, the bodies were close together. They're both wearing suits. They were all they were both lying on pentaba leaves, which are palm like leaves that were cut with a knife and made into bedding. However, oh. the knife was not found, but they were definitely cut with a knife, a sharp object. Made the in leaves a, or the people? The, the leaves, oh. made in a bedding fashion, and they were laying on top of these leaves as so a bed. So it's like they were put there to rest. They were 
both television technicians, both married with families. Toxicology test, all negative. They were both from Campos, Brazil. Manuel Pereira de Cruz was 32. The only thing on his person was a pack of continental cigarettes in his pocket. Miguel, 34, he was found. And there was money found so they on ro- their person. They weren't robbed. Well, I'm not saying they weren't robbed. Uh, they, they went with... I, I don't know. Court sources conflict, in the, and we'll get to that in a second. All right, let's take this up a notch. Who cares, right? There's a lot of there's a lot of people that go up into the mountain and die. Who really cares? Okay, well, it's not that they were found dead and the condition of the bodies whatsoever. It's what was found around them that is very suspicious and interesting. For instance, this was found... On the persons, they they were wearing these two things. What are what are these? They were are they sunglasses or masks? They look like eye masks, like sleeping masks. These are the exact ones that were found. They were wearing them. I don't know if you saw them in the picture, but you could see them on their face. This is a type of radiation sunglasses right here. Hmm. Hmm. On the men. Now this is superimposed or whatever. They look like the um, eclipse glasses. On the men, this was what they would look like, superimposed. Okay. Okay, Okay, you guys see that? Yeah. So it's kind of creepy, right? Why would they be wearing those? It's raining outside. There's no sun. It's freaking torrential downpour. Brazil. They look like the men in black there. Hmm. So why are they wearing these? Because they were eye protection? They were exposed to radiation. Ooh. But not by choice. Okay, all right. Emma also says men in black, so you're in good company. <laughs> Let's bring it up one more notch, right? Why Why they have a lead mask and radiation sunglasses on top of a hill in Brazil is pouring rain because outside. Because there's something underground in the hill. Ooh. So these, like were, these masks were made by them. They are television technicians. They would use masks like these because, you know, wires get hot. And they spark and stuff like that, so it could hit your eye hole. Oh, not like uh, I was confused as to probably, what a television technician did. But are you talking about the telephone wires? Television, vision, yeah, telephone I know that, is I, not vision. That's I audio. <laughs> I thought it was wires. I understand that. She said, like, <laughs> I understand that, <laughs> but like confused. you said, the wires would play an important role. In this, film. like so soldering they... wires and and so they're building the TVs and welding stuff. No, like cable connection, right? Like the. Are you guys not listening here? There's some weird stuff going on. They're wearing these masks on this hill. That's the most we important part. We don't know part. why, though. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. I know. Good lord. Ashley I... wonders if it's something with lightning. Ooh. Oh shit! Finally, someone that. Asked a good question around ah. here. God dog, man. Ashley, are you looking to be a host? I think we have a position. Oh, open. you stop it. Darren says he knows, he does know this case. So, and it's a good one. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm the only person that's done this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only person that has ever covered this case. Okay. Great question, Ashley. Right, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Great question, Ashley. It's because she's drinking ginger ale and not drinking alcohol. That's right. I didn't. Her. I did not get to this yet, but that's a really great question, Ashley, on live chat. You just asked. It is not a, it, that would be the assumption. 
electrical strike. They are near high-powered power lines. It is torrential downpour. Lightning is in the area. They are on a freaking hill, a thousand feet above sea level, and they are wearing metal on their face. But why are they wearing the suits? That's a very good question. However, the autopsy showed no signs of what a person would look like if they got struck by lightning, which is burns, right? Lightning conducts electricity very hot and it burns your skin. There was nothing that. There was also a suggestion of ball lightning, which is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It is a crazy phenomenon. I don't know if you guys know what it is, but video? it's basically a ball of lightning. Of a ball of lightning would travel down and a lot of the really old text like from newton newton era and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they would describe it as coming down just floating down very creepily this ball of lightning and then it just evaporates fucking crazy it's like one of those natural phenomenon all right so somebody give me some suggestions right quick what are you guys thinking so far no 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 violence has been done to these gentlemen they're wearing these weird masks. They're up in the freaking Brazilian hill when it's raining. Anything come to mind? Father Oscar Gonzalez Quavado, which was a professor of parapsychology at the time, surmised that these masks allowed the, quote, emanation of luminous radiations from new worlds capable, for example, of affecting what he called the third eye, end quote. Whoa. The third eye is what he's talking about is the pineal gland. This this goes back to the 60s. Everyone's on LSD trying to open their third eye. It's like this little... It's... Uh, I can't really explain it. If, if you watch this uh, DMT documentary, they talk about how your third eye opens. Apparently, it opens when you're, you're, you, you have a near-death you have experience be, You have to be in, in, a, in a, a, state, a specific stage of enlightenment in order to open up your third eye. And I feel like that's a new move, not a new movement, a, a movement that's it's kind like of a like... a new age religion type thing. Well, I mean, I feel like even in recent years, like with, like, I feel spirituality has really taken a, a hold of a lot of people and a lot of people are into... Um, you know, trying to be enlightened and open up your third eye and getting into this new dimension that you have the uh, Akashic records and, um, you know, everyone doing... Um, See, mine would technically be the fourth eye because I've... Never mind. Because you have glasses? Well, no. I think it was a penis reference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure it was because pre- like every comment that is... Like everything that John says that is not on yeah. his notes is a penis reference. Typically. <laughs> Uh, Mary does ask if it could be a sex cult situation. Oh, yeah. So. Mary from live chat, thank you for... Uh... Wait, is it? No, no, it's oh. not. Well, I, no one knows. I'm going to tell you. No one... No one. I, I, I wish I could like tell you mask. how this it's ends. creepy. He looks completely. like a robot. Yeah. I will tell you, Mary, that's a very good question. In Brazil at the time, Jen, Jen mentioned spiritualism. Brazil has always been known for their spiritualism. And a lot of people go up in these mountains and they, they had a note on them. Oh, well, why didn't you say that in the first because place? Because I'm getting to it. But I don't think it was a sex cult because it was just them up there. Apparently they were, there were witnesses that saw them go up there and like the boy saw them together. So unless they're, you know, doing, you know, whatever. Speaking of cults, did you guys watch that show? <laughs> no. This guy, the professor, so. the professor of parapsychology, also says these masks would have been protective. 
in order to do this, what he's talking about, open his third eye or whatever, they need to fast, which we do, which we do know they did sort of fast because all they had on their person was a bottle of mineral water, a certain type of mineral water, magnesium mineral water, and they would have to take some sort of drug. Now, but the, the toxicology reports came back negative. Exactly. Though. Exactly. So they would have taken the drug before they died, but it would have worn off. Other things found at the scene. Well, let's talk about the other things found at the scene. Beside them, there was a strange cement frame. I'm saying cement right. I'm not saying it like I'm semen. I'm proud of you. There was a semen frame. <laughs> semen. See, I didn't even I didn't even congratulate you because you said it correctly, and I di- didn't even think twice about it That's because right. you said cement. There was also a bottle of magnesium mineral water, a laminated paper, which was used as a cup for the mineral water, there was a package of paper with two towels in it. There was also a pair of black glasses, which you saw, or two pairs of black glasses, and a wedding ring, and a handkerchief with the initials MAS, which I don't think matches any of those guys. And a there was also a paper with the electronics equation, Ohm's Law. Hmm. Ohm. No, I don't know if that's the real Ohm. But Ohm's Law, which deals with, and I'm, I'm just... That's a physics equation. It deals with power, voltage, current, resistance. It's what you would go through if you were going to technician school for computers or whatever. You'd have to learn Ohm's Law. That was found there, too. Okay. I don't remember the specific equation, but I do remember learning about it in physics before I dropped physics. (laughs) There (laughs) (laughs) There was also some undeciphered letters. These letters had Egyptian hieroglyphics on them. Like legit egyptian yes hieroglyphics there was three electrical charts one was written the following on this electrical chart so think of like a uh what do you call them a diagram a uh, schematic think of a schematic and on one of these schematics there was three of them the following was written okay and you want to read this nequeeze at 4 30 p.m we are in the determined place at 6.30, we will take the capsules with orange. After the effect, protect half the face with lead masks. Wait for a greed signal. Oh, they're trying to communicate with aliens. All right, so you can see this on live chat. This is uh, at 4.30 p.m. We're there in the determined place. So they, And they were. That kid saw them up there around that time. They're there. Boom. It's pouring down rain. Okay. They'll wait two hours. Wait, this is an alien murder. Oh my gosh. The 60s, the space race. <laughs> wait, were we racing against the aliens? No, <laughs> the space race. Everyone was trying to get is, to the moon. But this is Brazil. But that doesn't mean they weren't like a... Ma- Even though they weren't a major player, doesn't mean that they weren't... No, they were not no, a pl- there were player. There was only two players. It was us and the Soviet uh, Union. But I think you're on the right track with that alien thing. My guess, too. <laughs> the graphotechnical examinations carried out on the notes found proved that the handwriting was Miguel's, but the words were not part of the vocabulary of either of them, which led the police to believe that someone dictated those words. They get up to the hill at 4.30, so they're in their, quote, determined place. They wait two hours, so at 6.30 p.m., they take the capsules, the capsules. But it- wait, the, the toxicology place... 
A report said there was no nothing in her system. They checked everything. What capsules are they talking about? Are they placebos? That's what I was going to say. No one knows. They take the capsules with orange. With orange? Now, I need to point out, this note was on the schematic chart. Neither one fit their handwriting. Huh. Weird. So who took the capsules? After the effect, protect half the face with lead mask. Half. Half the face. Well, those those glasses that they had, though, were protecting half the face. They were protecting half their face. So to protect half the face and then, quote, wait for a greed signal, end quote, from who? The aliens. Aliens. <laughs> I think it's some sort of cult. So I don't know. What do you guys on live chat I think? agree. I agree with Nikwee's cult. But I don't know. I don't know about the alien part now. I don't know. Because I'm thinking, like, the whole, like, let's take a capsule at a certain time. Like, is this, like, a Jonestown like Heaven's type Gate. thing? Heaven's but there's only two of them up there. So how many people does it take for it to be a cult? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least three. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> well, is it So them, two, plus the person that put the note on them. Mm, good call. The leader who decided that he wasn't <laughs> so, going to take the So capsules. in this scenario, John's the one yeah. writing the note for us two that are done on the He's mountain. like, uh, you know, I don't like orange uh, Kool-Aid. I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> you know, if John ever tries to give me a pill, I am not going to take it. Uh, Emma says, a signal from Buzz Lightyear. Ashley says, iron capsules are often taken with orange juice. And Mary says, alien sex cult? Well, alien sex cult. <laughs> the best type um, of sex cult. <laughs> you remember that one documentary? This guy was... It, he, oh, my he, God. He, this guy, he was super serious. And his wife was in the home. Apparently, you could tell that the wife was not cool with the camera coming through the home. Future me. But, but yes. he was like... He told the camera, you know, I've been having an affair on my wife with this this being from another planet and then the wife just is like this oh my god when is those divorce papers getting here <laughs> he's like i was abducted and like i had sexual relations with this alien and the wife's like you gotta be fucking kidding me that's like well it's it kind still of like counts those... as cheating by the way it's almost like those videos where the people are attracted to inanimate objects like i saw a video yesterday it was on Instagram. It was like, um, everyone has Valentine's plans, but like my Valentine's plans or something. And it was like a woman who who got married to a bridge. And she, <laughs> and she, and like people were like walking by and she was sitting on the bridge with like without panties on. And she was like, I just need to feel, and it was a, it was a female bridge apparently. And she was like, I just need to feel her body like in my body. And I'm like this. Was, I was she like, hot? <laughs> The bridge? Asking for the guys Yeah, Is this the bridge or the, the person the sitting the on the bridge? I mean, she's not my type. I don't know. Uh, but I was... It's just kind of... I don't know. Like, you don't want to judge, but at the same time, it's I'm like... I'm, you know what I'm just going to say? I'm judging. <laughs> I, I just care. don't understand. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say I go so far as to judge, but I definitely do not understand. Like, uh, then there's the guy that married his car who was, like, oh, yeah, making yeah, yeah. out with his car. yeah. Totally. And then there's totally. the, the person who is pretending to be furniture. <laughs> like, I, and I'm like, are these I videos real? Lamp. I love lamp. <laughs> All right. On their person was the equivalent. Now I, I've done the calculations, but 
on their person was the Brazilian currency at the time. It's now called Brazilian real. That's what it's called now. You wouldn't want to hold it. It's like been in hyperinflation for like 10 years. But anyway, in 19 or in 2022, when I did this calculation, they had the equivalent of 485 euros, which is with inflation from 1966 would be $1,955 on their person. Oh, so wow. they had two grand in person. So if it's a robbery, you know what I'm saying? The robbers obviously didn't check the pockets. So, and there was no violence. The robbery is going to come up. But I mean, there was no sign of violent struggle. So how are they going to sh- kill them? You know, the capsules. Maybe they took some type of weird well, chemical. Who said that about the lead capsule? You take it with orange. Who said that? Ashley. Ashley on live chat. Iron capsules are taken often with OJ. Do I need to do that? Because I'm supposed to have an iron prescription, but CVS has not filled it in like two months. I really need to get on that. You should, but I, maybe you I should take it them, with orange juice. But I told them, I was like, hey, like I need this because I'm anemic. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, we'll put it on the list to order. And that was last month and I haven't gotten anything back. Okay, Ashley, that was that's you can still get an iron supplement that's not prescription. Ashley, Worst that's a, do that. damn it, y'all. That's something that I don't think anyone's brought up. That's very, very interesting. Why is it taken with orange juice? Like, should I, I be know. taking my iron with orange juice? Because the, like it. y'all saw the capsules were. I mean, LSD. I guess LSD came in capsules back then, but I, I, I was, was thinking on a little piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I mean, who knows what it was. Let's go back. A, a month-long investigation. No clues. There were television technicians. No poison. No asphyxiation. No electric, electrical shock. There were no antennas. No electrical apparatuses found near the scene. The nearest high-tension wire was one mile from the death scene. Hmm. In Miguel's home, there was a book on scientific spiritualism. Okay? So, remember I said so it was spiritualism in Brazil is very popular. There were the remnants to which... M- were to make these iron masks or these lead masks, excuse me. Also, Miguel had told his sister right before they left that he would, quote, soon be carrying out an important mission, but that it was a secret he could not disclose to anybody, end quote. Hmm. Both Miguel and Manuel were friends, electronics technicians from Campos. They arrived in Natirio or N I T E R. OI with that little tilde or whatever, which is a suburb in, in Rio. They had on their persons $2,200. They told their family that they were going to buy electronics equipment. Okay. Interesting. In Rio. They were going to Rio to buy it. They met two friends, which are still, to this day, uh, no one knows who these two friends were. Okay. Complete ghost. They met these two friends, they shopped, they bought a bottle of mineral water from the cafe. The the guy, the boy that sold them the mineral water said they looked very nervous, and Manuel was looking at his watch, kind of tapping it, looking at the time, almost like he's worried he's not going to make some appointment. And then they, they climbed the jungled hill. Now, if you want to read this, this is from the... Minneapolis Star, 20th September, 1966. This case was obviously a worldwide sensation. There were no signs of a struggle, and the investigators had been unable to find anything for death, for cause of death. Poisoning, asphyxiation, and electrical shock were ruled out. Neither have the police been able to make sense of the notes found stuffed into the men's pockets. 
covered with hieroglyphics and formulas, the notes directed the men to take the capsules as yet unfound, put on their lead masks, and wait for what? Nobody knows. Ooh. Closing their investigation, the police said that the two masked men found dead on a mountaintop here may have died in a spiritualist experiment. And this is actually from a Brazilian paper uh, here, but if you want to read this. Several residents of Niteroi said that they saw orange and blue lights hovering over the mountain where the men were found on the night they died, August 17th. Oh, so UFOs. That's an alien thing right there. <laughs> I don't know. Called it, called it. Ah, uh, what up? So, what do you guys think about that? UFOs. Sounds like a UFO to me. Yeah. You've been super into the UFO thing lately. Yeah, I have. So, I guess I'm not surprised that we have this story today. August 17th. Only 19... lately? Let's break it down real quick. Truth, truth. Let's break it down real quick. August 17th, 1966, they begin their day 9 a.m. Wednesday. They're going to San or Sao Paulo. Sao, Sao Paulo, Paulo, Sao Paulo, to, Sao buy, Paulo. to buy electronic equipment. What does that even mean? Well, they are technicians. It was raining outside around 2 p.m. The bus reaches the Niterio. They bought two raincoats and a bottle of mineral water, and it was rainy and getting dark. At 3.15, they set off for up the hill, the Moro do Ventum, and at 3.15, they went up the mountain. All right. So, February 1969, so we're going three years later, the police, the Sal Police, SAO Police, I don't know how to say that, Sal Sal Police, they arrest a petty criminal named Hamilton Benzani, who confessed to murdering these two. Oh. If you want to read this. The three were reported to have taken the pair up to the hill, forced them at gunpoint to take poison, and then arranged the masks and notes to confuse investigators and, quote, make them think the deaths had spiritist connotations. But they said that there was nothing found in their system, so I'm so confused. Well, it turns out that the police came to the conclusion, because he named three other known criminals in this. None of them knew anything about it. He had the sum of the robbery wrong, and Benzani, quote, told the police that he never received his money because he was scared that he would be killed. And he's talking about if he showed up to the meeting place to uh, the other two for the, quote, division of the loot, end quote. Police finally came to the conclusion that Benzani made up the whole story. He wanted to stay in the Niterio prison where he had already escaped twice and he was going to escape a third time. That's why he made up the story. So completely made up. That's just, you know. After that, though, after they released that it's been solved, media went silent. They just... They just thought it was they just accepted. They it. just accepted it. Yeah. A, another friend came forward who was actually with them on the mountain. His name is Elcio Gomez. He was a friend of the two. He was arrested on August 27th, uh, a few days after for making contradictory statements. He actually knew the whole operation. He's the inside man. And he was saying, he said he didn't, but then they got him into they, they found him making contradictory statements. Manuel's widow had actually witnessed a quarrel between her, her husband and this guy named Elcio Gomez prior. He claimed that they were scientific spiritualists and attended seances, a secret society devoted to spiritualism. 
Many, many of the electronic spiritualists in the area were also in this group. In fact, there was another man that died near the same hill in 1962, hmm. very similar to these guys. If you want to read this. Now, this is kind of long, but this is uh, from <clears throat> Lead Mask, the Lead Mask case reviewed from uh, UFO.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. (laughs) furthermore it was told how miguel and manuel were hopefully of entering into the communication with beings quote on mars that they collaborated in many way in many strange electronic experiments that they and gomez had engaged in experiment in manuel's garden this was confirmed by manuel's father when a device they had built had exploded violently Above all, Gomez's story of the happenings on June 13, 1966, were made public. Five minutes later, when it began to rise, there was a bl- blinding flash and an explosion which rocked the city of Campos and buildings far beyond. When inquiries were made, local fisherfolk testified that they had seen a flying saucer fall into the sea. Oh, did they look in the water? I don't know if you guys believe in ufo i'm not saying this is ufo or not but i am saying that this is where the case is going to lead to we don't actually have a resolution but i will say that this guy gomez was there he was also a scientific spiritualist and here's what he's claiming and them being there at this date not the date of death but a few days before which we're about to talk about which the explosion came from was verified by the Brazilian Navy. Mm. Okay. Because they, they could they picked up the ham radio signals. So this did happen. Now, I'm not saying that they it that's, they shot down a UFO, but basically here's the story. This guy Gomez and Manuel and his uh the other guy, they went to this little island a few days before they actually went up the hill. And the island is called, hold on a second, let me get the, the island is called the Atif, damn it, I hate these names. Can I see it? I, I'll, I'm, it's I can... um, A-T-A-F-O-N-A, Atifana. The island is called the Atifana. They went there with all these strange electrical devices and they set up this experiment that caused a huge explosion on this island. The crash, this uh, quote, the crash was so great and caused such an impressive flash that the population thought an earthquake was taking place. This accident was subject to an investigation by the Brazilian Navy, end quote, that they were arrested, but they were released. Now, the thinking or what this guy Gomez claims, if you want to believe this, is that whatever experiment they were doing on this island exploded and actually at the time shot down a ufo on accident or on purpose but that local fisherman sees something fall into the freaking river okay so what do you guys think (laughs) you think this is fucking stupid no i think it's interesting i've never heard of this case before me either but i i always think that like I th- I think they're interesting because there's not a lot of technology back then as much as I mean at at the time there's a lot of technology but when you think about the 60s versus now the technology was not where it is now so when you think about flying saucers what what else could it be I'm not saying this is true but 
here's what the the ufologists think. Ufologists. <laughs> is this is this source ancient aliens? Okay. What here's it's on talk murder to me because there were there are two dead bodies. We know that how they died. No one knows. There was no violent struggle. There was no robbery. We know that. There was no poisons unless they took something that wasn't traceable. They had these weird things. I'm not saying that this is UFOs or not. I'm not I don't want to go down that road. You know, if you think that, then maybe, but whatever. I'm just giving you the the facts of the case. Right. However, the thinking from ufologists is this. These three men did an experiment. No one knows what it was. A UFO was shot down accidentally or on purpose. They communicated with the entities. Remember he said he was communicating with Mars? Right. Or Mm -hmm. whatever. I have a question. They, in like a lot of these alien movies, the aliens wanted to recover their craft. They were told to go up on this hill. (laughs) This podcast is going downhill. (laughs) No, no. And then when they get up on this hill... I don't know. The aliens fry him or some shit. But here's no. I oh, so so the cause of death is alien. <laughs> yes, that's what I said earlier. No one wanted to listen to me. But, but hold on, hold no, on. No, no, but I before, yeah, go ahead. So okay, so when you talk about you know aliens, uh, you know, <laughs> what would what would it take to shoot down a UFO? It wouldn't take like a rifle. It would take like a missile, wouldn't it? I don't fucking know. Like I've I never don't think, shot a UFO before. Well, when you think about shooting, like shooting down aircraft in wars. Like it doesn't take a lot, but I feel like a a, sa- a flying saucer. They have different technology than us, right? So wouldn't it take something much more po- powerful? Why are you looking at me like I fucking know? Because- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Will Smith. I don't fucking know how to kill aliens. Here comes the man in my- and then also, like when we talk about them wanting to retrieve their craft, is that something that that we do I yeah mean, we do if if a buddy dies in war i want to go get his body well yeah that's true that's yeah. why i was asking i wasn't sure if that i mean but what about the actual aircraft like do you just get the no we, they just take into area 50 area 52 which is under area 51 <laughs> that even area 51 doesn't know about <laughs> no i don't know i guess they fucking hide it i don't know fuck man i don't know i will tell you that brazil is skewed in its UFO sightings. Okay, I don't know. It's it's because like there's, there's more there. There's a lot more. I don't know if it's because there's more spiritualism and stuff like that. But they also they see a lot of UFOs. A lot of go unreported because of the stigma or whatever. Just like anywhere else, I think it may be because there's less light pollution. So in America, there's a lot of light pollution, and we got Netflix, Hulu, HBO Plus, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, all those. We're inside all day. If you're in a poor village in Brazil, you're probably not sitting inside. You know, you're outside. So you you have the opportunity to see more of these, right? Whatever it was, I will tell you before the UFO even hit the media, before this was a UFO thing, what also came in the newspapers, unrelated, was several sightings from the Brazilian town folk that have seen the same thing did i ever there, tell you guys the story about when i thought hold I on saw- hold on there, i'll get to your story there was one lady she was a, a wealthy socialite very respected high class socialite senior senora gracinda barbosa, barbosa. con toja de sosa 
Okay. She reported seeing a quote unusual flying uh, uh, quote unusual object flying over the Moro de Ventum on the evening of August seventeenth. If you want to read this, Nicole. That's the same day that these guys died. Yeah, exactly. So there you go, right? Her- she was she was driving with her three children. She saw an oval object. It rose and fell for about three and four minutes. The color was orange and it had it had a band of fire around its edges. Interesting, because they said orange and blue lights in the last thing. Go ahead and read this, Nicole. Her story was that she was driving along with three of her children when they saw an oval-shaped object of an orangey color with a band of fire around its edges. The object was sending out rays in all directions and was hanging over the top of the hill. She stopped the car and, with her children, watched the object as it rose and fell vertically for some three or four minutes. I feel like a lot of UFO settings happen when you're driving in a car at, at night with your children in the back. Am I the only one who has heard a lot of these stories that's like they're driving around along a, 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 along a along a long road and maybe in the desert or um you know somewhere that's not as populated i feel like i've heard all of those on ancient aliens probably (laughs) and they're just driving the car and then like something happens in front of the car and the mom is like no no children like no and then so is it real or is it a a, an urban legend i don't know the the reason i'm doing this episode is because i've been in aliens lately and there were some murders so i was like sweet I don't know if I believe aliens or not, but we know that they died somehow, and the the circumstances <laughs> we, they died somehow. <laughs> the circumst- We're not sure if it's aliens or not. The circumstances are very suspicious. Suspicious. Uh, this headline here says two dead with lead mask. Were they smugglers, spies? Who done it? How? In quote. And um, I'm gonna finish this up real quick. I don't know what you guys think on live chat. I'd love to hear your theories, but. There was another death, like I said, several years before 1962. Another TV technician named Hermes found dead on top of a hill very close by. There was a lead mask lying beside him as well. Hmm. They think some of the theories ball lightning killed him or, or a lightning strike, but there is no sign of burning or anything like that. They could have shot down a flying saucer if you want to believe that and Aliens communicated with them to recover the craft, and then they killed them. Brazil is a huge believer in that stuff. Now, moving on to the years later, this case we did tonight happened in 1966. In 1980, a NASA employee, a French mathematician and ufologist, Jacques Vallée, took a team back to the exact same spot the bodies once laid. Now, you saw the the photo of the spot, very Mm -hmm. vegetated. Okay, very a uh, lot of luscious greens. At that place, ex- on the exact spots where their body was picked up, 14 years later, 14 years go by, absolutely no vegetation. The silhouettes are still on the uh, around where their bodies had once laid. Oh. No vegetation has grown in 14 years. It was quote as if somebody had walked around them. End quote. The I land, don't like that. The land. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, that's your that's your phrase. Everyone said that on the blog. Oh. <laughs> I don't like that. That's what Jen says. Ah, <laughs> uh, you've got a phrase, yeah. Jen. Then we should get a shirt. That says, I don't like that. <laughs> our feature, John, cut this was the was it's, one of our old ones. N- but I, I've noticed it too in all the episodes. When you see a picture, you're like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> So that is I don't just, like that. I don't like that. 
around the body. But I think I say it like I, I think I saw that. You have some variations too. That's that's a no for me, dog. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do. The land around them showed signs of being scorched. Now this is in 1980. 14 years later, 1997, they once again visited. This was a a different team. So this is 17 years later. Still no vegetation. The soil was also calcined, which only happens in extremely high temperatures. Calcined? It's like you got calcium in it. Oh, ca- oh, oh calcium. Oh, I thought you said cow sign, like a cow took a pen and like <laughs> yeah. put their tail or something. And, and, the, and the last thing I just want to reiterate, remember the bodies were there for three days and four nights in the same spot the whole time not attacked by animals. That's the case. I, that is all the information you're going to find on that case. I'm Everything. You. I don't know. No one knows who's done it. It comes up every once in a while as a big like, oh, let's revisit this, especially in the UFO circles. It may have not been UFOs. It may have been smugglers. Who fucking knows? I didn't kill them. I wasn't born yet. Same. What do they think on live chat? Anything? I don't think we're getting anything other than alien theories here. Yeah. Mm. That's okay. I. You know what? I don't know. You guys still need to watch the second half of American Horror Story. We haven't watched any of it. But that's that case. I don't have any more on that. I don't know what you guys think aliens or not. I'm not going to tell you my opinion. You know what I think? I think I want some more of those pretzels. That's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll put all those photos on talkmer.com. Be sure to go there and sign up for the raffle. All you got to do is comment. Leave me a comment. Hit the uh, little button. Enter the raffle. And just like Emily, you can, you can win. win. You can win 50 bucks. We give away $50 every week. So and that's all I got for this episode. So thank you guys so much. This is Talk Murder Me. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.